Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. This is probably, I would say this is the biggest group we've had on the line, but this is a joint podcast, Born and Raised, Audio Experience, and on the line, we are here in Oregon. I finally talked Levi and Andy, Micah, and Hunter Phelps. Hunter Phelps, he, he, he got a free plane ticket. You got to use them for the years. And we're <laughs> off to a running start. And, yes. we, and, we, and we got him to come out to Oregon for opening day of Roosevelt Elk season. So we're going to, tomorrow we got blue team and orange team. Oh orange my. team is Andy and Steve and Trent. We need to make blue a team. Blue team is we me and Levi. We do. I'll come up with that. Is this Trevor, but not in that order. I'm last. Those two guys definitely first. But Trevor had a, a, an interesting run-in with a, uh, with a trespasser. On the way up here, oh, this place we have we have special permission to come into this one specific place for this weekend, and we have been working really hard to do some due diligence for some scouting and whatnot. And when you when you're coming into a gate the day before season, you're pretty excited because we've seen a, a few things, and to pull up to the gate and to see a strange rig parked out front. That's defeating in itself. And so I, I stopped at and looked at the truck and I'm like, I don't recognize this. It's not one of ours. And so I looked down to where the gate was and I swear to you, there is a guy. <laughs> and this actually bothers me, <laughs> but go ahead. This really bothered me. There's a guy and he is wearing boots and nothing else. Is he awesome. is stark naked, and this is a grown man. This guy is in his fifties at least. He had a beard. Yes. Yeah. A oh, white beard. I believe. <laughs> that information's irrelevant. <laughs> Mostly on his face. <laughs> Mostly on his face. <laughs> Mostly on his face. Yeah. Okay. And uh. he was carrying his clothes in front of him. Unfortunately, it was right about the belly button height. Oh boy. And. <laughs> It's about 50 yards away, and I'm like, and he's running towards me, and he doesn't see me. Oh, he's covering ground. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and oh, I think he wants to make some time because he knows he's probably not supposed to be there. Uh, yeah. And he comes running up to me, and then he looks up and, and makes eye contact with me, and I tried to make eye contact with him. <laughs> you tried. Yeah. That was the... Well, you made eye contact. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tried i don't know if anyone listening has ever seen a naked man in the woods before but it was awkward yeah and and so that's how we started our day today and this is how me and levi well me for sure have first day of oregon hunting camp yeah Yeah. my my biggest fear fear. you know this starts at at the gate yeah wow in alaska you you know you're kind of scared of grizzlies right oregon 
apparently streakers. Maybe <laughs> streakers. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, who runs out of a pine thicket with their little teaser out? <laughs> I mean, really? And, and it's, it's, I mean, your description was accurate, by the way. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I, I, you came up rolling in you know you rolled in here and you're telling that story and the first thing i said where's hunter where's hunter man. he wasn't down around the gate that part i mean i didn't know you know if he'd been in maybe some whiskey somewhere <laughs> but, it was still early though. it was still really yeah, early still and hunter was early. here i mean I, well they're obviously yeah, where he yeah. is yeah. but i really didn't know what to say <laughs> I literally, I said, I turned off my truck and I said, huh, looks like I really did catch you with your pants down, didn't I? <laughs> and he looks up at me and he puts his clothes in front of him. And uh, that's, that's how we started our conversation. And wow. It was, and I, I go, what are you doing with no clothes on? And he goes, I just got really hot and I was sweaty and I just couldn't take it. First off, it's 67 degrees. We all have that. It's <laughs> freaking hot. It's Something else is going on. He was walking a flat road. Yeah. Like, yes. It's not steep over there. No. Y'all to X him on that one. No, next. <laughs> one. That one's not getting it. Uh, you know? I yeah, stayed my concerning. distance. Oh, you, you know, honestly, a little bit of a dangerous situation. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been in some peculiar spots, yeah. but what part of that is sane? Zero. None. About to, about to bump zero. <laughs> I've been charged by a grizzly, but a naked grown man in the middle of Oregon running at me, way scarier. <laughs> and I've never been charged by a grizzly, and I agree with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know I saw, what that grizzly uh, wants to do. I do not know what this guy is trying to accomplish right here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to question intention there. Yeah, in exactly. both circumstances, a little bit of your life flashes before your eyes. <laughs> and in my case, more than my life flashed before my eyes. Oh, that's just so crazy. That's a good start. Uh, yeah, so you're, yeah. you're listening to, to Trevor Fisher, Born Race Outdoors. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you passed that buck. You got you got Trent Fisher, brother Trevor. We got Steve Howard, Andy Morgan, Levi Morgan, myself, Matt Elliott. We got Micah Morgan and Hunter Phelps <laughs> over there <laughs> chilling. Got the whole crew. Off. We do. We do. They're, they're there for uh, for color commentary, maybe if they feel like chipping in. But since we're here for the night before opening day, I think it's appropriate to just talk. I want to get in talking about Roosevelt elk hunting. Uh, I'd love to thank the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Let's turn a corner. Appreciate let's, you bringing that up. Really turn oh, less yeah. about bugle tubes. Easy. Yeah. So I uh, just thinking about like, what are we expecting to, to get into here? Now this is a special week one in Oregon because it's actually more like week two would normally be because the season's yeah. starting a week later. In the sure. So sure. No, I, I think we need to start it off like we had breakfast this morning. And, and, and as we do, I think, with anybody that comes in, and, and we've been blessed enough to actually take a lot of people hunting and be able to uh, experience the first Roosevelt experience, if you will, or whatnot. And I know Levi's been around it a, a couple of times, but like what I prefaced this morning with, you know, around breakfast was like, guys, what what are you wanting? You know, what are you, what are you looking for? Like, 
And the cool thing that I really, really loved about what both of you guys said was just like, we want an experience with people. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I think that's just so humble and so awesome because it's just like, it's not a, a, a Levi Morgan, the best shooter in the world, honestly. And, and it's just like, and the guy that has more probably trophies on his wall than we'll ever see in our lifetime, he's going, I want, I just, I just did that for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I get cash card, whatever you got. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got. But but no, but it's just like it's pretty humbling to hear. I just want an experience. Mm -hmm. I want an experience with people. And and that's honestly kind of like and I'm not tooting a horn or anything, but I like that's what we want to provide mm -hmm. is that experience. Like if we don't kill a thing, if we don't see an elk, if we don't hear a bugle, man, it's still the experience that to come out here with friends and and, and, and brothers now that we've built. And it's just like, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. That being said, he there was the question kill. like, <laughs> well, <laughs> the question was posed like, well, if we get like three or four bulls going at one time, like, what do you do? And Trent, Trent goes, well, that's never going to happen. <laughs> and I asked the question, he goes, no, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. <laughs> and Hunter said, at least he's honest. Oh, yeah. 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 We need to pump We're not going to blow in smoke here. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was very brutally honest. No, and I think, I think that's the thing, though. It's not about, like, I come here to, I don't, you know, if it's not a 320, I'm not shooting it, you yeah. know? I just want to see what you guys do. I want to be a part of it, you know. Yeah. I want to learn, you know. I mean, I've only been Roosevelt hunting once in my life. Andy's never been. So, it's just a different part of the world. It's not something I don't even think a lot of people see. Correct. You know, it's not normal elk hunting in the Rockies or New Mexico, Utah, Arizona. It's a different world out here. It looks different. They hunt different. And so I just want to learn and be a part of it. I'm just happy to be here, to be honest. Well, I told Andy, I said, sometimes we'll go five days and not even hear a bugle. Yeah. Andy looks at me like, why am I? And it's like, well, we're only here for four days. Carry the two. We might not hear a bugle. It's possible. Speaking of the negative odds here somehow. We might hear a limb pop, though, and that means something. That means something. Roosevelt country. Yeah. You gotta have good hearing. For sure. Yeah. What? So, Andy, Levi, like, was there anything in particular as you guys were driving up the coast or coming in here that was striking to you about the terrain, the habitat that's different from what you've seen other places? It's well, just, just like, from watching yeah. the news, when we landed in Portland, I expected more purple and green hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the truth. I, 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 we both said it at the same time. We got off the plane and we got out on the highway, rented the car where I'm like, didn't expect this. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, you yeah. hear a lot of negative feed about Portland in this yeah. area, yeah. but I was just really, really shocked and taken back that it is, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Everybody was super nice. There was no trouble. Yeah. We're a bunch of rednecks. I mean, yeah. you do it really comes down to it. That's what we are. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody gave us any static and I just thought it was gorgeous. It was, cool. and it was pretty, pretty cool on the way, way here. And he jumped in, uh, Dodge trade, and then don't worry about it. Oh, it's a nice wow. ride. Oh, um, anyway, and we <laughs> headed up Any non-endemic sponsors want to give us a ring, just please. Uh, yeah. you know, he just oh, replaced that transmission. <laughs> Pump the brakes. <laughs> I'm starting a GoFundMe. We, we can't GoFundMe. <laughs> I'm starting that, actually. Um, but no, 
And I mean, on the way here, it was really cool, like talking about, you know, we, there was a logging operation off the road and everything and showing, you know, Andy, this is what I used to do. And this is how it all kind of works out and everything. And then, the you know, the salmon fishing industry and Coose Bay and all these yeah. different things that like we just, you know, take for granted maybe a little bit. It was pretty yes. cool. It was really cool to kind of just show the industry of what is here. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to know. Yeah. That's the experience that I want. I mean, I wanted to come out here. You know, we're obviously, I mean, it would be great to get something and put a tag on it. Oh, yeah. Look, that's such a sliver of the hunt. Yeah. I mean, really, it, and I know everybody says the same. It is all about fellowship. It's all about okay. friendships. It's all about what falls out of the trip. It's not a field tag. Honestly, that doesn't have a whole lot to do with it. No. Now, are we going to go hard? Absolutely. 100%, yeah. I, you know, watching you guys on, on YouTube and all the films you've put out over the years and Obviously, me and Levi hunt together and fish yeah. together. There's nothing we do that's half speed. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's where we're all we've all lined up. And Matt said, "Hey, these guys, uh, they go hard. So yeah. pack a sandwich, <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> enjoy the show, we'll and it, you're going to fall right in there, and we're fixing and rip and go. And yeah. that is the fun of it yeah. because you get the experience, you get the full money. Exactly. You I, I think if you'd asked me that question when I was twenty. <laughs> 22 i'd have been like i want to kill this yeah, and i you know yeah. i want to shoot a giant and like but like over the years i think you know you remember back and it's not the size that you remember yeah. it's the people the relationships you build the hunting camps your buddies the stories the laughs and the animals are just that's yes, all i was a cool hunt but it wasn't like i shot at 340 you know <laughs> i was like yeah nobody really cares it was just a cool experience interesting around dinner tonight you're telling that story about the sheep i never once heard it was a good sheep. It was a, any sheep. You said, I shot a sheep, but the story was about the outhouse. Exactly. The story, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was that's the story. Cool. Right. That was the story you told. It's the, it's the everything that makes up the hunt. It's all the, yeah. it's the process. It's never about how big it is. It Absolutely. brings the memories. And yeah. the reason the people are important is because the hunts are just a moment in time and then they're gone, but the relationships are what can take yeah. forever. Yeah. That's yeah. correct. No doubt. Yeah. Is it, but is there like a, I mean, is there anything about this like terrain that just feels different? Yeah, it's like Jurassic Park. <laughs> where, you I haven't mean, seen it, nothing yet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like just driving in those giant ferns hanging off cliffs, and it's just like you don't see that where I grew no. up. You yeah. know, it's just like this rainforest looking, foggy. I mean, you think about, I mean, it's just hard for people where I come from, I think, to even imagine what this looks like out here. And it's really, really cool. And I'm trying to imagine a bull coming through it, you know, because when I killed my rosy here before, it was like a, a clear cut type scenario, different kind of look where I was at, too. Like, this is way more like this lush looking and, and wet, like swampy looking. You were, it, so. you were south of here and it just gets drier. Yeah. Like we're kind of yeah. we're kind of right at the cusp here. You go too much down south of here and it really starts to dry. Up. Yeah. 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 And, and so in this thick terrain, you know, you were talking, trying about how, you know, you're joking around, but serious, like there four bulls bugle at the same time. That's not going to happen because Roosevelt are just different the way they operate. Yeah, correct. And, and I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I don't know. I mean, I can probably count them on one hand how many times it ever has happened. Um, but, you know, two bulls, you know, bugling back and forth. You, you We could encounter that. There's a chance. But like Trevor said, like, a lot of times it's going to be a stick popping and it's yeah. going to be uh, uh, skunk cabbage. You know, you can hear skunk cabbage getting trampled or something of that nature. That's going to tee you Or you off. hear ferns, or like ferns yeah. moving. 
uh, it, it's going to be the it's going to be the most subtle things that can key you off and and it's been said before and it wasn't by one of us but it's been said before if you can kill roosevelt's consistently you can kill any elk and that's just because i think you're so much more in tune to like not just trying to hear a bugle or a cow call or something of that nature you're in tune to the woods mm -hmm. you're in tune to anything yeah. out of the ordinary possibly setting you off to having something of other presence around yeah, yeah. it's kind of like we grew up maybe the so. tail world same too. thing yeah. as you guys we grew probably. up in the eastern yeah. part of the united states north carolina and tennessee where mm -hmm. it's a lot of pine tree ground yep. and rough country and mountains or whatnot there's not a lot of deer mm -hmm. um, but it's rough hunting you really had to be in tune to be a woodsman mm -hmm. to uh, you notice trails and tracks feeding sign etc there was there's no ditch lines no anything to really narrow a, a whitetail down so it was always tough hunting mm -hmm. you didn't see a lot of game uh, you're back. looking for a flicker uh, kids. yeah, yeah really. it's the tiniest little thing to tip you off there's something you know changing it's no it's not like this deer coming in and out all the time right it's no just, you didn't like when we finally started traveling going to the midwest and everything was more open you obviously saw more game and everything mm -hmm. was a little easier to pattern because everything was funneled down. Mm -hmm. I can remember hunting seeds at home. You wouldn't see 10 deer, and that's yeah. including does. Yeah, my dad used to tell me, you're going to get one chance. You know, yeah. you're going to get one chance to see them. And it reminds that's, me of this territory where you guys exactly, are hunting. It's exactly yeah. what we always we, said. We yeah. get one opportunity. And, and we try to capitalize on it. Yeah. We, yeah. we started yeah. as a group in 2007. And... We would each switch off each day as shooter, and on average, we would each get one opportunity yeah. per year yeah. between yeah, the four or five of us per season. Yeah. So, um, you really want to capitalize yeah. on that one opportunity. So, uh, we have this slogan called "It only takes one," yeah. and it kind of stems from that. Like, yeah. don't get discouraged because in a moment, that one is all you really need. Mm -hmm. And so pretty intriguing too, that there's so many nooks and crannies and so many draws. And mm -hmm. you said today where we're making a drive in here, like I've always wanted to hunt that one draw, but I never have. Yeah. yeah. That's intriguing. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like fishing, you know, what I do for a living, fishing a great big lake you even grew up on, but there is some places you've never been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't really know yeah. what that beholds and what lives there. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really cool aspect of all of this terrain and all of this dense cover. Who knows what lives here? Right. Could yeah. be Sasquatch. Who knows? Well, tonight when I've we're... seen him twice. Tonight when we're... <laughs> Trevor seen him today. <laughs> yeah, he did. He saw yeah. inch squat. <laughs> He's a lot littler than I thought he would be. <laughs> Not a shooter. Not impressive. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! What were you gonna say, Trevor? <laughs> oh, I was saying today you saw me walk over to the side over here, yeah, and bugle down into this drainage, yeah. And we've never had a bull bugle over there, but it's another draw that I kind of thought, well, maybe this is the year. That's right. It yeah. still wasn't, but no, not yet. <laughs> it, maybe not yet. one of these days we're gonna be going down there to try to find one. Yeah. But so what's so everybody here has hunted Rockies. Andy, I think you're the only one who hasn't hunted both Rockies and Rosie. Correct. But the guy, guys from Born Ray, Steve, Trent, Trevor, y'all are successful Rocky hunters too. And mm -hmm. Levi, you've shot it more than, you probably shot more than, what, 10 bulls in yep. your lifetime? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, 
What what do you guys feel like is the big difference between hunting Rockies, which most people have hunted, and Roosevelt's? You know, like what are the what are the main sure. differences? We're talking to somebody who's primarily a Rocky hunter who's thinking about coming out in Roosevelt hunting. What what would you what would you help the game them up? There's so about? many different. They're different and similar. I think at the same time, I think you know, like if I was going to call a bull that wanted to bugle. It'd be a Roosevelt every single day of the week. Yeah, it would be. Would agree. They're very uh, standoffish. They're very territorial. We can get. We we've always said if we can get a Roosevelt to bugle, there's a very good chance that we're going to actually have a shot at it. You're yeah. not going to have to play the bugle and run game as much. Well, you, you know? can. You can. But as a rule, Rockies are more vocal, and Rosies are or more, more territorial. Okay. Yes, they're yeah. very territorial. Yeah. So, so if you can get one to sound off at you. Yeah. Steve, what do you what do you think? I would say like rosies are very territorial elk. They're that three to four mile range. Yeah. So it's like if you can get a rosie to bugle, it's going to be opportunities are pretty high. So um, he has a true home range. Huh? Yes, so he does. Yeah, so that, that's that you guys got to understand from like where we're sitting right now, mm-hmm. and we have cameras all over this yeah. place and everything. Like from where we're sitting right now, and about a, I would say a mile and a half, maybe two yeah. mile range. Mm-hmm. These bulls, that's where they live. They yeah, don't 100%. They don't migrate. They don't, we don't, I mean, yeah. we maybe get, you know, maybe a one flurry of snow that is a half an inch a year. Yeah. So there's no, no there's no, no migration. There's at no all. winter no, migration. There's no nothing. They have food, they have water, they have shelter, and they're just going to live here. It's just they make these rounds and these circles, and they're so um, few and far between that you just got to catch them. The hardest part about Roosevelt hunting. Is finding the dark. Right. Yeah. I remember we fine. brought uh, the Hush guys out here for the first time ever, and they'd hunt, hunted Rockies uh, and never hunted Rosies, Rosies before. And we got our first bugle, and we all turned to each other, and we're high-fiving and everything, and they're looking at us like, well, we just heard a, a bull bugle. I mean, is that that big of a deal? And we're like, yes. Yeah, they had no clue. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> then we killed it. That bull didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that year we were four for five in like seven days. Yeah. Oh, wow. we, we killed it five was, bulls killed, in the amazing. first eight days. We killed yeah. 13 bulls that season. That yeah, was the first percentage. year land of free. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. yeah. yeah. Do, does do the Roosevelt have like, you know, like in a rocky situation, a lot of times you'll find a herd bull with a bunch of cows and satellite bulls like a so that's not maybe no. one satellite that, bull. There could maybe. be some outliers. There yeah. definitely could be, but it's not like a like a rocky situation where there'll be right. five bulls hanging no. out. Yeah. What you'll Usually get not. is you might get two or three spikes that come in silent. Gotcha. Yeah. And and usually instead of a bunch of bulls bugling all around satellites and maybe they coming into you, they'll what was that? Anyway, they'll come in quiet. Gotcha. They yeah. won't bugle. Yeah. Because they don't want to get beat up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the, aggra- the, the aggressiveness as, as far as like, they're pretty cautious. A small bull, he, he knows his spot. Mm-hmm. He knows his place in the in the harem, in the whole hierarchy. And he's very, very cautious. Yeah. So they don't hardly bugle. They don't make their self known. Um, but they'll still come in. But yeah. guess what, Andy? They taste great. <laughs> I will say though, like rosy bulls are—they're fighters. Oh man, they're tough. Yeah, a big Roosevelt bull that's gonna. Yeah, it's like 
I put it up against. I, I would put it. Let's just throw some scores out there. Why don't we do this? Yeah. yeah. I'd put a 280 bull against a 350. Rocky. Rocky. Really? Any day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoop him. Well, that's going to be a heavier bull on the hoof, probably. Yeah. It, it, Andy, that I would, Andy and I had this but, discussion on the way here. You got the whole, the, you know, the the Roosevelt's are, you know, 1,300 pounds. No. You know what I mean? You hear people saying no. it's like, it's not it's true. Not the, no. I mean, a big, big Roosevelt. It's a giant bull, don't yeah. get me wrong, but a giant Rocky Mountain bull, we've killed a is few a of big them. Yeah. It's a big elk. It's a big elk. It's a big elk. But I would just say the aggression of Rosie's is pretty impressive. 100%. Mm-hmm. Just like your first, your four point with you and I. Yeah. Years that ago. One, that was I mean, years. that bull came from like 800 yards. Yeah. And Screaming he had like his head off. And four he or five cool. cows, but like yeah. he was going to protect his harem and... Yeah. He was the herd bull. He was a herd yeah. bull, but he was he came from a long ways to yeah. It just it's cool. Just a, they're a different elk. They're yeah. super territorial because yeah. they can only see. I mean, you guys have seen this vegetation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They can only see what they can see. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it and they're the tough. environment you think that creates yeah. that? Where, yeah. Whether or not you know it's not super vocal, they're pulling elk from all over, bugles to bugles, just like well, turkeys do. These trees eat up the sound of the Absolutely. bugles. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. so when they do hear someone. It's close, yeah. you know? So they live in solitude pretty much. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty quiet where they want to stay. Yeah, that's why when we were going over kind of some calling mm-hmm. techniques and whatnot, if you ask, like, what is the most important aspect of how to call and bugle, it is always volume over the tone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. hitting the perfect note on a bugle, who cares if he can't hear it? Mm-hmm. So in our world, it's so thick, you have to bugle loud. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're always trying to focus on a, like a lower note that'll carry through this thick, thick timber. Think of like a train horn, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like that, how far that carries yeah. versus just like a high-pitched squeal, you know what I mean? I right. noticed on a lots, you know, lots of your, your elk kills, y'all are very aggressive. Very. I yeah. Mean, y'all are going. I mean, it's like bring it on. Y'all but at the same like, time, we're looking for the one. So yeah, yeah 100%. we're gonna probably go past a number of bulls looking for an attitude. Or yeah, correct. In your world, we're looking we for want a to play biter. one game. We're wanting to play the game. Yes. Okay. So yeah. we're throwing a topwater bait with our trolling motor on high, trying to find the one biter and going past a bunch of bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we. Do elk hunt. Once you find him, it's 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 on. game then on. It's game on. Yeah. He, it's game he game. hammers. He hammers. How, it. how do you know? Just because he bugles back, and like what tells you this is a biter? Um, that's, that's the first sign. I would say like like high five, and like when we you know when we get a bugle, it's like <laughs> yeah. And then you, it, I would agree. No, no. Okay. I don't care if it's. But then you go off a of cadence, and like you listen to his tone, and then as you move closer. As he ramps up, you ramp up, and then you play the copycat game yep. is a big one. Now, are you just are you going to sneak in, or are you just going to crash in? Usually crash. Crash. You don't care in. about making noise. Now well, we come in. a sneak in More, is a tentative little yeah. bull. If he's aggressive, then we're going to try to get aggressive. Yeah, okay. You kind of match the hatch. Okay. So. And, then, and then from there, I mean, the tools, you know, raking is huge. Raking is a dominance thing. And so there's so much foliage around. A lot of times, like when we hear an elk do bugle or whatever, 
you're going to hear raking a lot. You're going to hear some thrashing around of something, and that's him getting aggressive at you. And so it's like, okay, let's just mimic what's going on. And this early season will probably be a little more tentative than aggressive as a rule. But, you know, different bulls might be in different moods based on what the cows are doing right now. Yeah. So. Is there we'll anything in particular to, that would key you in? This is an aggressive bull versus this is kind of more of a timid bull. Uh, if he starts chuckling that's a whole bunch, so that's a big deal. That's an aggressive bull. Uh, if he chuckles a whole bunch and starts thrashing brush, mm -hmm. those two things are pretty good. Yeah. So we're gonna key in on that. So what's the what is it? What's the search game like? How do you how do you find them? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to cover well, ground. We're well, going to cover ground. Okay. This, this year is the first year we've ever really run trail cams. Yeah. And so. Cellular cameras. Cellular tra trail cams. And. Um, you guys are live scoping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah. this. Y'all scoping them. Look here, Levi. <laughs> we are. Drop shot. We're going to start out with a drop shot. <laughs> so. We put in a lot of effort in the off season this year to and Steve specifically has put a lot of miles 100%. on his truck and his boots, putting cameras in strategic spots to try to pick up some movement. And so we've learned a lot just by integrating where to, that into our where to make that box. first cast yeah. Yeah. Words, in, into mm -hmm. my world again. Well, yeah. it already kind of changed the plan. Those cameras did this evening. Yeah, like, we were yeah. totally we going to go, go out scouting yeah. hard tonight. Yeah, yeah. rolling. And, and then we had no reason to. And then we're like, <laughs> yeah. well, no, let's, no, no, there, let's make some, <laughs> let's make uh, some tri-tip. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of this orange and blue teams, is this yeah. turned into a competition? <laughs> no. No. Well, I mean, I see the fist bumping and I see number ones and I just want shots fired. As long as we win, it ain't no competition. Okay, good. Same team. Same team. Team, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know how all that came apart. I, actually, after we picked, I'm like, well, maybe we maybe got the a, short straw. Maybe that was a bad idea. <laughs> that, was, that was a bad idea. Maybe I should have, you know. No, I think we have a solid plan for tomorrow. It's just, yeah. and that's just kind of surround, surround and drown a yeah. little bit. Well, that you know, that yeah. laid the plan on where to start for everyone. Yeah, all that did. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think any, any any group tomorrow has just a good a chance. Yeah. yeah. And a legal bull is three. Three, three points on one side. Three on one yeah. side. Yeah. And we are shooting legal bulls. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. I love it. I love that. <laughs> love that. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's the greatest words have been spoken on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, but I mean, so that's excited. been the philosophy. I mean, you guys, you, so, like you said, you don't, you get one opportunity. We've you yeah. pass it up. Yeah. And you like in the day when you guys were starting out, you lost your turn, right? Yep. hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Correct. Yeah. That it was, was your bull. Back yeah. of the bus. Yeah. Back of the bus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got thrown to the back of the bus I'm for sure. Yeah. Well, it was. How, how many bulls have we collectively passed up in our life? In bow, like legit bow range. With a with a bow and arrow. With a bow and arrow and a Zero. tag. If you're a shooter, how many bulls have we passed up? We have never. I don't Zero know that I know I have. of. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Well, that's, so it's more like what case. God puts in front of you. What the good Lord yeah, puts in is. front of you. Right. And that's, you now, know, that's what I'm taking. But you got to understand, like, I, Trevor's totally honest. Like, you get one opportunity yeah, yeah. with the Roosevelt a year. Yeah. And that's. And we we have been blessed with some we've been great opportunities and some amazing bulls. But yes. all in all, we 
shoot what is. Yeah, usually every year one of the guys in our crew will kill an absolute giant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it could be opening weekend. It could be last weekend. Right. Everything in between, you know. So Correct. Predictability is just, we'll see. Now, if you... If you total, like you said, season one, Land of the Free, you killed yeah. 13 bulls in total with the group. Something yeah, like that, so right? we went so, out of state as well. I mean, that was that was collectively. Right. Correct. I mean, most most elk hunters kill 13 bulls in their lifetime. Probably not even that. Well, that's and maybe not... they kill one giant. I'm just saying, like the number of days you hunt, number yeah. of number of miles you put on the ground, number of guys you have hunting, it makes sense that somebody would kill a big one. That yeah. year, I think mm-hmm. we hunted five different states. Trent hunted 55 days almost consecutively. Um, It was quite a project, you know. And And slip on the ground. Was that right? The question (laughs) I did. A couple times. How many days did you sleep on the ground you told me earlier? In a row. Well, yeah. So, that no, the the number I told you wasn't in a row. But, I mean, the biggest I did, I did sleep 54 days in a row on the ground. I had two showers in 54 days. And went home and slept in the bed and couldn't sleep in yeah. the bed and got the floor. Well, no, that was a hotel. <laughs> I, was home. I wasn't home yet. No, I wasn't home yet. And so I got a I got a shower in a hotel in Montana. I was doing a big podcast with Onyx Maps. And they put me up in a hotel. I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I couldn't sleep for darn. So, <laughs> yeah. so you slept on the floor. Yeah, it was a different time, man. It was a it was a super emotional, you know, when we started this whole thing. Yeah. So it was a it was a different time. Yeah, I remember. I remember that because uh, we've known each other a long time. Now. Yeah, yeah. And before Born and Raised was really what Born and Raised is today. Yeah. And I remember talking to you after you went to that. It was maybe like a Thanksgiving event or something. You went to some event in a warehouse, it was like a holiday party. For, yeah. Was it for Onyx? It was no. It was. Uh, it was for EXO. Yeah. They flew us out to uh, to Boise. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first time you ever went somewhere where I think you're your reach the, the way that you have in, encouraged people was shown to you. you, you I just remember talking to you afterwards and you were just like almost speechless about what that experience was like. I was telling Andy this kind of on the way over here, like we worked so hard for that first whole year. And then we just transitioned over into putting videos out a week after we got back and we did daily videos. So it was a daily hunt video. Every day you hunted, you put a video out that you hunted. So there was no way that we could actually take a pulse on what we did. Like, it was like, you can see YouTube, you can see uh, your subscribership, but you can't really get a real grasp on what just happened. Mm-hmm. And then we got to that party and they, they opened that party up, I guess he said in two hours, they sold out 300 tickets to come to that party and it was just like okay cool we didn't really grasp it then even and so they flew us out to boise and go to this huge warehouse and there's all these seats and stuff like that and i got there a couple hours early i'm like there ain't no way nobody's gonna show up to this thing and it was just yeah and then they oversold it they oversold it reopened it people were bringing up horns and stuff for me to sign and i'm like who the hell am i to sign a horn you know and people had land of the free carved into moose sheds and they're like giving this to you and they're bringing up like photos of stuff like this is a screenshot i took off the internet and printed it on a photo printer can you you know will you sign this and they had to be surreal it was so it was just like who am i to sign anything when the guy reached out and proposed to his girlfriend yeah 
on the uncut that year, that's when I knew like, oh wow, this is having an weird, effect. Man. It was wild. Wow. <laughs> that was, it was pretty cool. Tattoos, a trend. It was, yeah, there's a few floating around. <laughs> People aren't uh, smart, man. I'm telling you, they're not smart with their money and time. <laughs> now, I imagine that would have been a little different for you guys in born and raised, and like Andy or Levi, like you guys. As, as you grew and won more over the years, your fame kind of built to the point where, like, now y'all probably have a pretty similar experience. Yeah, but it was really slowly. That. Yeah. You know, it, but it I was talking to you, Andy, like, what's Angler of the Year? Three times Angler of the Year? That's crazy to me to even think about. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy to me to, like, the the, the clout of that yeah. is just nuts to me to think yeah. about. It, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's just not twice. It's, it's cool. like I told you, though. That's all in the past, man. <laughs> no. And he's like, no, I don't know how to say that. No, it's but not. I'm a pretty I'm big deal. I'm a pretty big deal. I'm legit. But it's that, stark, it's that stark difference from, like, like it's different, I would imagine, the slow build into, like, whatever you created for yourself in the hunting space to what it felt like, at least to me, for Born and Raised, it was almost like an overnight success with what happened with land of the free like you guys were just making videos like just a little backstory you know i I was working at sportsman warehouse when i was in college and i remember them so you know we'd sell your videos or full draw film tour flyers you know it was mostly just kind of a northwest thing yeah we all love the videos all the dvds but it wasn't a national thing people didn't know who you were in the midwest and once land of the free happened it just well it feels it feels like we blew up overnight from land of the free but the reality of it is is we had been doing it for like 10 years yeah yeah. and working not for free but like negative scratching and putting in like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours trying to produce one dvd per year Mm -hmm. and try to make like a storyline and entertainment and just just out of passion you know Is making that where you guys started, I mean, we were like cool. making a dvd yeah, yeah so that yeah, was we were just goal. grinding hard correct it was, yeah so it was like it's crazy. Hey, if we can pay for a hunting season so we would we would go we would go sell ourselves at sports show mm-hmm. that's what we do and so mm-hmm. we'd have a dvd that we made that year and then we would go to a sports show and then the local archery shops and then mm-hmm. like yeah. you know if we could make like 10 grand off of a dvd that could pay for our next tags and license for the next season you no know? it paid for the next like dvd like, correct yeah but you know what i mean really that's where you know what i say that's where it was i mean that's where it all started it did it did i mean and we uh, just grinded hard yeah it's like the hunting equivalent to selling mixtapes out of your trunk. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what yeah. it was. It's yeah. just we can't sing. And <laughs> <laughs> speak for yourself. You have the voice. Look, I'm just I mean, not some guy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know. You have you the voice know. of an angel. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me. Angel. <laughs> I mean, I think back then, like, each one of us would maybe get four days out of a 30-day season to hunt. Yeah. Where you yeah. were a shooter. Because we Correct. were a shooter, we were a caller, we were a cameraman, and we always worked together to try to make, make each person successful. Didn't matter who was shooter. Didn't matter. And no, that's, and that's where the success comes from. We touched yeah. on this at the first of this podcast. It's like, it doesn't matter. If we Andy don't care. If shoots one tomorrow, 
It'll be just, just like that. I killed it. Yeah. It'll be just like that. <laughs> Sorry. I know I killed it, but it's for it's everybody. It's for everybody. It's, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's always been that. It's a, it's a mentality. Steve killed a 312-inch, 313-inch Roosevelt giant. giant. I didn't shoot it. We did. And he's right. just like. Because well, we were there. Shoot it. We, we shot it. We did. That's you know. when you turkey gobbled after. Yeah, you that was like we were there together, and it's Arizona, three forty. We were there together. I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah. Just because I pulled the trigger doesn't mean I'm the one that killed that elk. No, yeah. Team sport. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You asked earlier 100%. what was the closest shot we've ever had. Three yards. Yeah. On on that one. Steve, no you way. One at three yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was us together as a team. It doesn't. It's. Like people say, oh, you killed this or you killed that, but it's like that's now never how I've ever looked at it at all. It's like as a team, we've always been successful together. Yeah. So it's like whatever. It's it's easy to pull the trigger, but as a team, as a group, calling it in or making that one moment happen—that's what's that's, huge. It's also me. what makes it more fun too because yeah. you celebrate together right yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and it's like you're gonna even, get tackled bro. yeah yeah I you're gonna it, get you're gonna get tackled. yeah even but like <laughs> we white to hunt together pretty much all year now like and, and that's the same way because it's way more fun you strategize together you yeah. plan together and it's mm-hmm. like you're just hoping one of you know so one of us like let, let's because when it happens, it's like you get that rush. And it's yes. not even you. No. You know? yeah, 100%. It's yeah. just that rush of like, oh, that was freaking awesome. We had a hump last year in Nebraska when we were all having that good day, and you guys only seen two does. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next story. But we got one. <laughs> no, but I was. I really, I mean, yeah. it was like it's because I, me and Micah sit there all day. We see two does. So, what, we're getting text. Giant down. Just shot a bug. Shot another one. This, you know, and I'm sitting there like awesome you know <laughs> but at the same time i'm like where send me a pin yeah i'm yeah. coming right send me a picture. No i gotta i want to be in on this yeah. you know yeah. it's not like i'm going to the diner to eat supper by myself because no. i'm mad i'm like no dude don't let me drag something let's yeah. let's and i did remember it almost killed me you I did the man, we, drug fell my the out, we drug andy's bucket yeah out, fell on know. the river mike erect the four-wheeler was a great night <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was pretty bad, Micah. The four-wheeler wrecked me. Yeah. Yeah. That, was that was Andy's fault because Micah wrecks everything he ever gets on. Andy let him drive. Oh, yeah. Right. Levi chewed me wow. out. He goes, well, why'd you let him drive? <laughs> like, I, I, he goes, He's a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I, he goes, no, no, you should never let him drive. <laughs> I think there's, you know, it's just like, like I talk to business owners, uh, you know, guys, entrepreneurs, Guys who are successful in business, people who are successful in hunting, like what you guys have built at Born and Raised, Andy, what you built, Levi, what you built, Micah, Hunter, Phelps, everybody. It's like there's this, what you see is this finished result that's way down the line for most people by the time you see it. And people think, you know, like, I want that. That's what I want. I want to do that, which you can do. But I think there's this, there's a misconception where you just, step right over all of the trials and tribulations mm-hmm. that it took, the blood, sweat, and tears, and the sacrifices that were made to get to that point in time. Yeah. yeah. It's the, like, yeah. the question, too, I, I ask, I mean, I, at times I felt, I, I, I shouldn't say embarrassed for the success, but I'm like, why me? Yeah. Why did mm-hmm. Why did I have yeah. some, some decent success? And like you said, it, y'all kind of like, you were in the game a long time, but all of a sudden overnight it changed. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, they're handing you those elk horns, you're signing stuff, you're like, well, 
It's almost like imposter well, syndrome, right? It is. I'm like, the, why? I mean, I'm just a redneck from right. Tennessee that likes to hunt and fish, and I finally it, it it came together, and I can make a living doing this. It's like, man, I think all this crashes in, and like, and like you said, well, the alewise stuff that I've accumulated. I mean, that's that's been great, but I'm like, I, I don't even know how I've done it. It just happened, right? Yeah, and yeah. I was just super grateful for everything that's happened. But like, wow. Never thought that would happen to me where, you know, you would be right. positioning in a position with the people that's done it before and you've always looked up to. Now you're in that group. It was really weird. It still is weird to me. I, just, I, I think know. I think that's where this medium is so important. I, I really do. And I, as far as like when um, when when the television focuses on Annie Morgan, they're going to focus on everything that you did. Right. They're yeah. going to focus on your your angler of the year you're gonna they're gonna focus on all your wins and everything when they focus on levi they're gonna focus on all you know your tournament things and everything and that's why this medium's so cool when they focus on us maybe they're gonna focus on wow you guys did this or killed these bulls or whatever and everything but it's this medium that can show and talk about the struggles the mm -hmm. the times that you were in oh the trenches that you know what i mean mm -hmm. driving home crying because you're broke because right. you don't have any money yeah. and you're not yeah. really sure how the next check's going to come and your yeah. wife's blaming you for it yeah it's never happened to me okay <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, that's just, yeah. you know, okay because that hit really home for me stop reading my mind you know what i mean as far as yeah. like that's where this medium and that's where the social media and that's where the the yeah. YouTubes and stuff like that. When you look at the outdoor channel, I'm not dissing on that at all, but it's just going to show you being successful every right, yeah, single yeah. time. Mm -hmm. It's not going to show the struggles and the heartache that we just hunted for five days. We mm -hmm. heard two bugles. We didn't get on one elk. And yeah. guys, we're going home empty handed. Mm -hmm. You know right. what I mean? You can't. And that's where like this whole genuine, genuine. Yeah. yeah. Try to, you know, people to get behind you like in, in full force. It, it really. Yeah. Through the success and through the failures. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Because I think through those struggles, especially for me, is where the dream was sparked. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like even growing up with not a lot and not like we didn't grow up in a great place to hunt. Right. We didn't have a lot of options. Game wasn't everywhere. Didn't have everything handed to us to do it. But I think that's kind of where that dream was sparked because it was like we had to really dig and work to see any success, you know, in our field. And so for me, that's kind of where it all comes back. I just I just think without that struggle, there isn't a dream for me. Yeah. You know, agree. And I think that was the same exact thing that we felt back in 2007 it's like all we're seeing is like this almost easy success uh, on tv mm -hmm. and that is not our experience right and so we wanted to show people what our experience was whether it was success or failure mm -hmm. and we were going to show it regardless right and i remember uh, we had talked to someone about selling a dvd in their archery shop mm -hmm. you know back in the day and uh i can tell you that there was a whole lot more than one of those shops where the owner said well how many kills do you have on your dvd like how many kills are in it mm -hmm. and it was just like well we don't have that many but we have a lot of stories about how we tried you know and they're pretty great but and that was kind of our story mm -hmm. and I think that really hits home with a lot of people, Absolutely. you know, yeah. it's just, yeah. 
not all about mm -hmm. the easy successes and the giant right. elk or deer that you're getting. It's just well, it creates mm -hmm. a false sense of reality. Yeah, because you know, it's just not hunting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and TV is that way because you get 22 minutes of a highlight reel. We've done it for 15 years, you know. And me and Micah talk about it all the time. It's like, man, so much of the story gets lost. Yeah, you know, in that. Um, the real meat of it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the real meat of the story. It's hard to tell a story when you have a certain amount of time that you have to do it in, right? And uh, I think that's what's cool about the digital world. Is definitely, like, if the story needs to be five minutes, it can be five minutes. If it needs to be 40, it can be 40. You know, and you can really show those struggles and, and make people understand what you go through in hunting. You know, because it's not all successful. Like, last year in Nebraska, I mean, I hunted, we hunted for eight nine days and just grind it and it's a great place high high opportunity high percentage place to have an opportunity to big white though and we hunted daylight till dark almost every day and it just never happened yeah. you know and it's like we didn't get to, it never made the show because it's like left with nothing right we left with nothing and i got in the car with mike i remember saying that's what it feels like to get your teeth kicked in on the last night you know like <laughs> that's what i felt like i just got in a fight and got beat up yeah and it's just like let's go home like this is yeah. not go it's just not going to happen so it don't it's not like and i think people see that and they expect to go out in the woods and like big buck's gonna walk out or 100 percent, right mm -hmm. and it's yes. just when that ha doesn't happen they're like i must suck yeah it was like no it's just hunting right that's right yep yeah no, i mean don't get me wrong like the accomplishment of killing something awesome but it's always bittersweet because it's the end like, yeah, absolutely that's yeah. said that's, that a thousand times that man. is the end the accomplishment is the whole journey to get there that's what yeah. that's what you do it for yeah especially yeah. when you chase a single one like this i'm thinking about that dale bull <laughs> like it I, i'm sure for you guys it will be like a pretty high to kill him and that but then at the same time it'll probably be pretty like somber to be like we can't chase him anymore there'll be a humbling i think there'll be a yeah. humbling time yeah yeah because For i felt that 0.28 seconds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i felt it with white tails for sure you, you get pictures of them you think about them you strategize about them for a year two years three years and then boom you get him down and it's like yes and then you're like wait a minute not I'll never get another him. picture of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I'll never get to think about chasing him again. You know, and it's like, but at the same time, it's why you do it, right? And so it's not, I think people get a weird misunderstanding of hunters that they're just this bloodthirsty, kill everything, no gratefulness, you know, and some probably are that way. Sure. You know, for me, I'll celebrate, but I'm also very grateful and. It, for me, it's more about the chase, the strategy, the camp, the putting a plan together that actually works because 90% of the time it doesn't, yes. you know? Yeah. And so that's Facts. really what I love about it. I guarantee you there is no person, no group of people in this country, maybe in the world, that appreciate wildlife more than hunters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you can put your money where your mouth is, mm -hmm. whether that's Pittman-Robertson or yeah. the sale of hunting license and tags or the money that's put in the system mm -hmm. fund conservation in this country. Whether you're checking in at the gate at Yellowstone you know, or wherever you're going, like the people working there are, are primarily paid for by hunters, outdoorsmen, mm -hmm. shooters, period. That's how our model works. Yep. That's right. And that's because they care because they understand you know mm -hmm. we want to be there we want the next generation to have the opportunity we want to take our kids out hunting someday. right i get asked a lot i get 
we get a lot of questions a, a lot emails or whatever it may be and then podcasts you know and stuff when we do them live and stuff and and it's the, the questions always ask what's your what was your favorite hunt what was your favorite hunt and i've thought about that a ton and uh molded over and stuff and my answer to that that now is like it's my next one you know mm-hmm. my yeah. favorite hunt is yeah. going to be my next hunt that's what i'm that's what i'm craving that's what i'm anticipating and that's what i'm looking forward to the most is my next hunt because that's what it should be right it yeah. shouldn't be a man that topped them all you know right, that yeah. time i my dad shot a bull right in front of me that i called in for him awesome don't get me wrong awesome amazing but it's just like no it's my next one yeah. it's yeah. the next one that's what needs to drive you you know to the next to the next time i think and i think that's important that we look at it that way as far as like let's create more memories let's not yeah. dwell on the ones that we already mm-hmm. have that's let's right. let's take it to the next level it's like we we're know? talking earlier just everything that's happened in the past whether you've won titles or what it's the past yeah mm-hmm. it's behind you yeah it's yeah. gone yeah yeah look forward yeah i mean even speaking of that i, I think i was with cam yesterday and he asked me that question like what like we started talking like which one which win was most important and that's always the next one yeah nobody cares about yesterday really you know what i'm saying it's like um but i don't know i i really like that i think the way like hunting in general you think about if if it was all about the success and all about the kill and that was the only part of the hunt that you enjoyed nobody would do it because you know it's it's such a small part of the hunt you know (laughs) and so hunting i mean it's not why you go to hunting camp it's no. just a bonus, really. I mean, I know that's said a lot, but it's really true. Yeah. So true. And like, yeah, we're all out here for one thing. Let's chase elk. Let's do it the right way. But if it doesn't happen. It's not like we're going to be going home like that sucked. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Unless I just totally screw up and do something stupid. You guys are making fun of me the whole way home. <laughs> if you do screw up, I will make fun of you. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah, I have no doubt. Then I'll turn to make fun of Hunter. Because that's <laughs> <laughs> nope, not on Hunter this time. I don't remind him every day. Of the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there are days at, you know, in a field that I'm just not having a good day, and you do have in those moments to step back and remember. You know, it's just like hards. You're in the middle of a 10 day hunt. It's day seven. You haven't heard a bugle, whatever. It's like, a, but but you're getting to hunt. You know, it's like if yeah. I killed something on day two, I'll killed something on day one. And at least like in Oregon, you get one tag. Yeah. tag out on the first day i mean you get to go with your buddies and that's awesome too for yeah. sure i i like that anymore like you were talking about trent probably as much or more than i like going by myself 100 percent. but but your season's over for you mm-hmm. you tag out on day one mm-hmm. so this is weird paradox where it's awesome you, know, you kind of like dream like opening day then if you have success on opening day season's over oh it's yeah. sad it's yep. totally sad it's bittersweet yep. for sure yeah. it's bittersweet it's bittersweet and, and I, I remember a hunt i was just thinking me and micah in kansas one year i remember getting to kansas and i used to look forward to that hunt man I, we would schedule two weeks there like from like the 10th of november to thanksgiving every year and it was like that's what i looked forward to with the white tail hunter the rut chance of shooting a giant white tail you just never knew it was going to walk out and i remember we'd drive there on november, i think it was november 12th that year we get to my buddy Sean's house. I take a quick shower. Micah didn't even want to go that day because we was like trying to get camera stuff ready. It's like one o'clock. I was no, we got to get in a tree like we always do. Oh, yeah. No Dang. reason to rush like that. But yeah. it's like, I got to get in a tree. We rush and get in a tree. Literally, I've got two weeks blocked off for this. And here comes this buck. I mean, first deer we see. <laughs> 
shoot it. And it's like, man, I just drove all the way across the country. Looked forward to this all year. I was in a tree for 27 minutes. You know? <laughs> like, that, it was awesome, but it was like, oh, I wanted to sit and experience the rut. And I wanted to see no bucks doubt. chasing does and hear them snort wheezing. And sometimes like you, like I want that struck. I want to have to sit there day after day and chase and because it's so much fun, you know. And you learn a bunch. You learn so much, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I really started realizing, like, man, it's not really about, it's not that I do want to kill a big buck, yep. but at the same time, I want to wake up, I want to watch the sun come up, I want to watch the rut unfold, I want to see lockdown, I want to see post-rut, I want to call bucks in, I want to see them breeding dough, I want to see it all, you know. I just want to take it all in, so. That's kind of the gift that we have is a group of, you know five plus people is like once you tag out mm-hmm. it's like okay i want to see steve get one now and i want to see okay <laughs> yeah. yep we got that taken care of all right trevor's turn and so we're all working for the whole season long yeah. and, and and still like we're all the shooter pretty much for a whole season yeah. it's pretty it's pretty it is a cool dynamic. it's really cool is yeah. there a lot of you guys ever had a, a time where like four of the five guys tagged out pretty early and there was one guy left you, Terrence. <laughs> <That was, laughs> we're on a podcast. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We should have. We should have filmed <laughs> yes. this. No, yeah, no. There was a time that I mean, and everybody gathered around and just rallied around me, and I just didn't. I that was the only time in the ever born and raised history, the only time yeah. where one guy didn't have an opportunity, and it was me, which was totally fine. But we worked down to the last gnats but we were running was, like the last was, day we there was were a, bull running. a really good bull bugling and it was a half hour till daylight was done we dropped in on him and just <laughs> didn't quite want to play the game i drew on him twice i did not have a good shot that i could make yeah. i tried not to force it and so i didn't shoot the shots and i went that whole season without having an opportunity mm. and it was it was it was still i mean it was the greatest season ever we killed all the guys killed elk we had a great great year don't get me wrong but it was the only time in in the whole history that we one of us never had a had an opportunity yeah. hmm. glad it was me yeah i am too actually brutal and that's where they call that tough love <laughs> i think that's what that's called <laughs> So I've got a question. Yeah. Average shot on a Roosevelt elk. I distance. Uh, uh, I think about thirty-two yards. Yeah. Is okay. that what you're saying? You're going to say that? I think so. I was going to say thirty. That's the normal shot, or that's the average? Because normally you're shooting five yards, or you're shooting seventy yards. Well, there's there's a couple that have been yeah. long for me that okay. have bumped my average up. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, oh, just being honest. I'm liking my blue team. <laughs> For me, it's been. Man, I, I, yeah, I don't know, Steven. What uh, I, I had one at 48, and every other one has been under 13. Trent's under, long, 13. under 13 yards. Jeez, that's what I'm talking Trent's about. Trent's longest shot is 50. 55. 55. 55. Yep. And your shortest shot is. Uh, I had one at seven one time, 13. Uh, I don't know, man. 18, 22. In three, yeah. there was a, a spill where I had three years of yeah. probably like 15, 16 between all three bulls. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Wow. Oh, I gun hunted like four or five. Yeah, it's, gun yeah. hunting. I've shot them at twelve yards with a rifle. Yeah. Hundred wow, percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's they're man, it's thick. <laughs> it's how, been close. But how many? That's not even counting how many that were at seven yards that you couldn't see. Well, that's what yeah. I was going to ask too. So how many come come in less than fifteen? That you don't get to shoot at. So many in range, multiple in bow range, really multiple. Oh yeah, it's oh, just yeah. too thick. You can see, yeah. like you said earlier, like their feet maybe bits or, and pieces. You know, eyes, noses, yeah. horns, just their hooves. horns, or, yeah, yeah. And there's no way. Yeah, Mm-mm. you just Not can't. A with a gun. You could just blast, but with a bow, no. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like on the other side of a rhododendron bush or something. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. Which and is you nice. you hear them raking and snorting you see and thrashing. All you can see is brush moving, yeah. and they're ten yards away. And you can't but shoot. You can't shoot. Can you decoy them? Yeah, you yeah. can. Have you guys ever tried? We it? we honestly, that is one technique I would say that we've lacked in. Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah, in the so. past. I but it's so thick wow, here. Could have made a, bit, could have made a yeah. hard to decoy when it's so thick. Yeah. It's All like, we do though with decoys is we go, okay, where's the decoy? Like, I set it up back there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about, it's up on the ridge. That's a mile and a half away. <laughs> that's where like, it still is. We've, we've lost, lost a couple. We put so many decoys yeah. out there in the woods. It's not very funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. You're, you're, we're always moving. So you'll notice, like, with our teams that we're going to do, like, we're going to always be moving. And so, like, yeah. when we get it together tomorrow morning, Andy, I'll be like, okay, you're the shooter. I'm going to be the caller. Or Steve's going to be the caller or whatever. And we're going to we're gonna move as a cohesive unit. I want you always to be able to see one of us. Yes. But at the same time, I want you always, if that bull bugles and he's taking off to the right and that wind's going right or left or whatever yeah. it is, we'll be going, go, 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 here, here, stop. And every time that you stop, post up, it's like, this there's no shooting lanes. I got to go. I got to go. And you move and move and move yeah. until you can get uh, at least a 15-yard shooting lane. Right. 100%. Okay. Some kind of window. Uh, give me a window. That's yeah. all you need. And then stop and just be like, okay, I'm good. And mm-hmm. so we'll communicate, but we'll it'll be like in a like a like at a distance. It'll be kind of weird, and it'll take us a while to get on the same page, but that's kind of what, how we kind of roll things. And a big thing here is you're going to want to make sure you don't get behind cover. Yeah, you want to get in front of you your cover. In front of it. Get out in front. And so when you hear him coming in, most of our kills, we're at full draw before we see that bull. Yes. Draw early. Does that make sense? So well, 100%. You did hear him coming here. Yeah. If you wait till they show up before you're at full you draw, you're in big late. trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And another big thing is like if there's sun that actually comes through the canopy, do not be in that sun. Mm-hmm. Be in the shade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the shade. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, with the shooter in these teams, is the shooter kind of the master and commander here? It's like the caller number following one. the shooter? Number one. Uh, yep. Okay. Shooter makes the if call. If you feel most, comfortable yeah. to make those decisions, then do it. Yeah. Yep. Shooter makes the call. Yep. It, it's your shot. If you want to mm-hmm. yep. it up, go ahead. A lot of times yeah. if the bull moves off, we'll want to reconvene as a group. And we'll just do like three little light cow calls in a row. Just meow, meow, meow. And that means, okay, let's come up. You guys meet the shooter up front, and then we're going to... Team comes come up. up to the shooter. Yep. Yeah. Caller comes to shooter, and then we're going to conference a little bit, make a new game plan, and then <coughs> strategy. And it's the shooter, of course, that would make the three cow calls to bring the team up. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Because yep. everybody else doesn't actually know the shooter like, the bowl in front of It's the right caller's now. responsibility yeah. to stay within that kind of eyesight. They're checking the wind constantly. 
to move to pull the bull where mm -hmm. the bull's supposed to go according to the wind. Okay. So, so like tomorrow we'll like do hand signals like I'll be like, okay, so what we do, and I know obviously Matt made it very clear that I'm doing hand signals now that they can't see this on the podcast, but like if I put a trumpet like up, yeah, like that means Trent, you need to bugle. Yeah. Or Steve, you need to bugle. Or if you do one of these, that means you can you should cow call. So one of these is a, is a rubbing on your head. Okay. Rubbing on your head. Yeah. And the and, and the reason for that is you can probably see the bull. Uh -huh. He may be out there in some in some thick stuff. Caller can't see the bull. And when you're cow calling, he gets fired up and he starts rubbing something mm -hmm. or raking or something. So doing the raking motion, just your hand up and down, another, okay, that's pissing him off. You need to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's the communication between the caller and the shooter is a big, big thing to where it's just like, okay, I can see him visually and this is what's making him mad. Do more of this. Mm -hmm. And so it's just those small hand signals that really make a big difference. Mm -hmm. If the if the caller can't see anything, you got a producer there making the show better. Is yeah, what's exactly. happening. Same thing. Now, yeah. if it, so, like with Rockies and most of the elk hunts, like if they're calling and they're coming, and you got a shooter, that bull a lot of times is going to try to swing on the downwind side. Is the same here? Like a lot of times they're going to try to same. start with circles. Sometimes that's why shooter, we do like a two shooter move. setup is the best. So yeah. shooter number one gets his preference. And then if we have, you know, shooter number two, he'll always do a right. swing. There's okay. a lot of times where the caller, if they would have had a bow, right. could have killed the bull. Full skirted, come yeah. in, come or, right to the call. Or bulls come in silent, satellites yeah. come in silent behind them. But that's where as shooters, you guys, like if you can see the bull and he's coming around here, yeah. you tell that caller, you get behind your back right, and you yeah. start putting your thumb out saying, Working him the move, other way. move, yeah. move, move. And that like, as a, as a caller, Steve or I, we will be running through the woods to try Got it. to, and so that'll kind of pull him around, mm -hmm. you know? So there, there's a lot of like movements and stuff like that, that as, you know, just being on the team and stuff like that, we can develop in the next right. few days. Yeah. Definitely. You guys over the years now that you've hunted together as long as you have, is this just second nature second to you? Nature. Don't yeah. even yeah. talk. There's fine tune. We don't say a word. Yeah. No. Just a hit team. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I don't know about hit team. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. If you, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah that has a good ring to it. Yeah, yeah it no, it, it's yeah, it's just like we can do a whole hunt for three hours straight and not say a word. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, gonna tomorrow happen. we're gonna do a little hunt. Mm -hmm. We got orange team. We got blue team. We got names, or are we just doing colors? Yeah, call <laughs> Andy. Andy's gonna come up with a name. I'll come right. up with something. Yeah, call me Dragon. <laughs> You guys can be Nighthawk, we'll be Dragon. <laughs> there you go. And we're going to drop off two different spots down into the same basin and reconvene in the middle. That's great. We'll drive yeah. together. Hopefully, we'll, somebody's going to run into it. I would, that is I would I would assume one of us will idea. see an elk. Okay. At least hear an elk. That's fun. Oh, wow. yeah. We'll at least hear elk. I have a question, and don't take this as a sign of weakness. <laughs> That's a great way to practice. But if we're all starting at the top walking down, are we all walking back up? hundred percent. Okay. Or or to one whatever rigs closer and we'll show. Gotcha. I didn't know. What, yeah. what goes parking, down so. must come must up. Come yeah, unless you go to driver. <laughs> yeah. Unless but at the same time, it's like it's yeah. Um, we're talking about dropping in and all this stuff. It's not that bad. I was yeah. totally no, afraid gravy. you were going to say the naked guy's going to pick us up. Yeah. Yeah. In well, what truck. happens if we <laughs> What if he comes to an elk call? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's another yeah. good one. Though. I would yeah. run. Take the shot. I would run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take the shot. Yeah. Take the shot. <laughs>
Yeah, it's it's not the elevation in Roosevelt Country that's rugged. It's just the the brush thick. and the terrain. Thick. Just yeah. thick. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to and move it's deep. It is steep. It is steep. And it's, it's steep and loose. Short, short period of time. Because yeah. right loose. now, what are we sitting Steep, at? loose ground. Yeah, maybe, what are we sitting at? 200 Yeah, probably like 200 feet. Yeah. Off of the ocean, yeah. which is only a mile from here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You Not think we'll very... hunt anywhere uh, this week, potentially, where we might be able to see the ocean from where we're hunting? 100%. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Possible. 100%. Like, just a little bit There's ago, like, if you listen right now, you can hear you can hear buoys whistling and stuff like that yeah. in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. That's cool. Pretty cool. Well, tomorrow's opening day. Pretty crazy. Yep. And so hopefully awesome. uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. sleep a wink. No. You won't? Nope. No. And you'll be up all night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you do that before bass tournaments? I have, Any, anymore? I have, no, not much, but I have before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll fish all night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've hunted all night, fished all night. Yep. That's uh, just the way it goes. What do you get you, your mind spinning? Before tournaments, do you sleep? Depends on what's at stake. What? Like worlds? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've literally sat and literally not slept a wink. Really? Some nights, Never shut my eyes. Some nights I stare at a ceiling pan and just stare at it until my alarm goes off. Some nights I sleep like a baby. You yeah. know, it just depends on, I think, the confidence level I have. If I'm really worried and unsure of my strategy and plan for the next day or how I'm going to pull it out, I think I really overthink it and don't sleep. You ever pray all night? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got mad. Yeah. I, mad. I mean, and in the moment, because it's just... Sometimes I feel so helpless. I mean, my whole career really has just been that way. I feel like where I feel like I'm failing miserably and somehow I end up on top. And I can't take any of the credit, you know, because I feel like I'm just wasn't me that did it most of the time. So do you feel that way in business, Matt? Like as far as like big, big decisions and stuff, because they're probably one of the most successful business people that I know. Like, do you Without a question. do you do you like get to the point where it's just like. I don't know what to do tomorrow. <laughs> I, had, I had a really funny moment. We were talking about imposter syndrome earlier, which at, at each, even like now, I recently got promoted to basically, like I wouldn't even thought early on that this is where I wanted to be in my career. I've always just thought about like, what's the next step? I just want to get to the next step so I can understand enough about it, the step above it to know if I want to do it or not. You know. Sure. So at each one of those steps, you arrive in this uncomfortable place where you feel that imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's lessened every time. Right. It's definitely lessened every time, but I, I but I definitely have had a bit of like stress and anxiety just cause I want to do a good job. Yeah. You know, I really, yeah. cause there's, a, the, especially the higher you go, the more the impact of what you're doing has on the total success yeah. of the organization. And there's a lot of people that depend on that. 100%. Yeah. You know, and when you're working for a family owned business, there's a whole family that is, trusting you to do something mm-hmm. with this that they built over generations yeah and that's not to be taken lightly but no. i had this really funny moment where i was like one of the, the most brilliant my favorite one of my favorite bosses of all time this guy named david fee i walked into his office one day we were working on this brand reset for benchmade and i don't know what got into me but i just like stopped in his door and i said david you ever feel like you have no idea what you're doing? And he was reading something and he had his glasses on. He took his glasses off and he looked me straight, straight in the face. He said, Matt, I'm a complete fraud. <laughs> <laughs> that is gangster right there. Oh. And I said, 
Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Probably what you needed at the time. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, all the time. I don't. I don't deserve any of this, man. Like I. I really had a pretty rough go of it when I was younger. I like. I don't even have a high school diploma. I have a GED. I dropped out of high school. I. And I have a master's now in business, and it was a struggle, man. I just wasn't. I, it took me a long time. Man, I, I would have never thought that. I yeah, did not know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. Until I was. Till I was probably 23, I was I was partying. I was kind of a wreck. Didn't really have my wasn't really that well squared. 21, not 23, 21. I really wasn't that squared away. And then, uh, you know, just realized I came to this moment in my life, like kind of rock bottom, and realized I'm either going to be like homeless and on the street someday, or I can do something with my life. And and then it was just all up from there. But like in that there are plenty of people who like have that moment and they don't mm-hmm. it, it doesn't come to them that you know really it's just honestly but for the grace of god that yeah i've gotten anywhere because mm-hmm. i could have died i have so many friends that didn't make it you know for different reasons over time and yeah plenty of friends that did but it, yeah i don't i don't deserve any of it and it does sort of feel like you just are stumbling your way through it yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah i've had got, some of my best events with absolutely no sleep mm-hmm. make crisp clean decisions the next day fish like an absolute champ oh yeah and you lay there literally and pray lord just please let me go to sleep for a couple hours yeah then you come to realize he knows i don't need any sleep tonight <laughs> literally i thought well if i was meant to go to sleep he'd let me go to sleep yeah so many times man i remember calling my dad and because my dad was just like this was his the shooting thing was his he loved it and wanted it for me so bad. And I remember calling him so many times early on. My grandma, my Mike's grandma, Morgan, she was like, every time we went to her house, she was in a rocking chair reading her Bible. Didn't matter when you went there. I, I can still remember her voice every time walking in there. But if I was having a bad event, I remember calling dad. I'd be like, dad, there's, you know, don't even watch tomorrow. Don't watch the scores. Don't watch, like, I've got no chance. Ain't happening. And um, he'd be like, I'm going to, I'm going to call mom. That's what he called it. Mom, I'm going to call mom and we'll be praying, you know? And I'm like, it's, it's not enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm sucking that bad. Like, I don't think he's going to help me today. And something would click and it was like, boom, just would hit 10 in a row at the end and give myself a chance and then hit a 14 on the last arrow and win. And I'm like, man, it's like, it wasn't me. I was, I had no clue how to dig out of that hole, you know? And then when my grandma died, I struggled mentally. Like, because I was like, my whole career was built off my grandma's prayers. I felt like, you know, and it was like, what am I going to do now? You yeah. know? And it's like, well, God's still there, you know? And it's just like, because for me personally, I've always felt that way. Like it ain't me out here, you know? So when I'm like, if it's just left up to me, I'm going to epically fall on my face, yep. you know? So. Well, that's the thing about it, man. You can walk away from God, but God doesn't walk away from you. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how I feel about everything I have. You know, we weren't Oops. born. We didn't deserve any of this. We didn't, like, in, inject ourselves with this. It takes right. God, and it takes a family full of people that will just be there for us to yeah. pick us back up when we fall down. Yeah, because I'm very imperfect. That is what yeah. I contribute 100% <laughs> of my success to. It's just a, a group of people around me, just like all you men, that uh, are, you know, it's iron sharpens iron and a, a good support system and all of that. You know, and then you just try your best. And 
you try your best every day, you'll get somewhere. That's correct. Yeah. 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 No, it's a, it's, I think this whole podcast has been kind of built around that team effort, you know, that, that, you know, it wasn't me, it was us, yep. you know, that's right. and, and maybe with God as, as, you know, being the big us, right? That's right. right. Yeah. Apple you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That Enough a said. Fact. Enough said. Let's go hunting. Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys.